Welcome to Live with Domery Podcast here at Domery Healthy and Fit. Today we are doing a podcast with Bobcat Moretti. Are you ready to rumble and get in the ring with Bobcat Moretti and myself, Domery Deshaies, executive producer of Bobcat Moretti and on the Instagram Live. Today we have the special honor of having our director, Rob Magellis, coming on to talk to us about his career as a director in movies and films and everything else that comes along with the life of living behind the camera and in front of the camera. Stay tuned for Rob to come on with us and talk to us about what it's like behind the scenes. There we go. Welcome, Rob, to the ring of the Bobcat Moretti live Instagram. How are you? Doing well. How about yourself? Thanks for having me, of course. I love it. Yes, you're going to be meeting all of the warriors that follow me and just are so excited about this movie, Rob, that, you know, I keep telling you it's going to be a hit and it's going to, we're going to have number two, number three. So with that being said, let me give everybody a little bit of your background because all right here we go guys i gotta put my glasses on because you know i can't see anything without them all right so rob you grew up in rumson rumson new jersey um you went to filming filmmaking school in the new york academy film academy and then you went on to Chapman University, uh, the Dodge College of uh, Film and TV at um, Orange County, California. Yep. That's amazing. And Chapman yeah. is such a good school. I love Chapman. It's literally right down the road. Yeah, uh, it's a great film school. And then, um, so let's give the people some of the movies that you are really known for, Rob, because it says you directed and you are known for the movie She Wants Me. Okay, that right there, the title alone sounds pretty cool. So we're going to go back and talk about that. And then we've got the other movie, All You Can Eat. That's another one. That's another title, All You Can Eat. Those are the two comedies that I've made, yeah. Yep, Yep. and then the movie um, Immortal. So, okay, this is is kind of a theme, I think. She Wants Me, All You Can Eat, and You're Immortal. So, (laughs) hello, could you not have a better life of directing movies with names like that? It's true. Like, uh, yeah, good titles, I guess, for sure. Yeah, like, titles important. Uh, yeah, um, all very different films. Yeah, but Bobcat is definitely the one to look out for the most. Uh, yeah, the, just we're in the middle of it right now, and like that's like the one that. Yeah, I'm so excited and passionate about this film. So yeah. let me ask you. Um, so you and Tim Roberto are, are good friends, and you worked together in the past, and you've made movie magic together. When he wrote the screenplay, and you guys were working on this magical movie that is coming to life, what was your first thoughts about Bobcat Moretti and the movie? Well, um, Tim came to me with the uh, we, 
we knew we wanted to make a movie together um, with the notion of that Tim was going to lose a lot of weight and we would film it in at least two parts. So we, we knew that going in. And then like um, uh, boxing movies do really well. And like uh, we are, we're, we're, we're a fan of them. And like, um, it's just an interesting like um, sort of thing, like, you know, just to coincide with uh, weight loss. Yes. So, uh, so Tim took those two things about like, you know, him uh, being someone who's like suffering with like, you know, a, a obesity and, um, and knowing that he wants to lose weight for his health, like his doctors are like uh, demanding it. Um, and then he took from his own life, the whole, uh, multiple sclerosis angle, like, um, which his mother has was diagnosed with like, um, like 16 years ago. And that's Paulette. Yeah, Paulette or 10 years ago. You, you were, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and, um, he made his character have that, um, in honor of her. So it's a, oh. an obese MS patient, um, who, uh, is going to lose a lot of weight through boxing. And like, um, we learned over the course of, uh, the writing, just how, well, uh, multiple sclerosis like uh, um, correlates to to fitness, and and, and, and boxing is like the, the perfect sport. Like uh, I think uh, statistically, you lose, you burn more calories boxing you than do. swimming, right? Yeah, you do. Um, yes. Yeah, and it's actually a lot of hand-eye coordination. And living with MS, that is one of the problems we have, depending on where the lesions are in our brain, right, yes. left, or in the spinal cord. And boxing is really hard. And I've like posted my boxing videos, living with the disease, and sometimes my trainer would say, like, hit here, and it's not, it doesn't register. And I would hit the wrong way, or I'd be off balance, and I had to like really learn how to actually box. So that's what is the amazing part of this movie that he has MS, he's losing the weight from the obesity, and he's boxing. Yep. And uh, Tim has been, like, you know, uh, boxing on the side as well, like, incorporating that with his, uh, his working out every single day. And, oh, man, like, as everyone can see, he's been shedding pounds, like, on a daily basis. Like, um, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. Like he just posted that picture last week of his first one and yeah. then today and mm -hmm. unbelievable. It's incredible. Yeah, it's incredible. Uh, yeah, we, we could technically, technically go back and shoot the rest of the movie right now based on the way he looks. But uh, yeah, he, we both feel like, yeah, shooting, having the extra time to wait until July is probably the, you know, the way to go. Because mm -hmm. uh, he'll lose another 20, 30 pounds then which is absolutely incredible i mean yep. that in itself is a feat and yes. the fact that he's doing that and then is it's correct that he's going to be the number one leading actor to ever lose this much weight for a movie yeah, by far he, um, he just he already passed uh, christian bale's uh record of uh 65 pounds um he, he's, he's like he's, he's 40 pounds on that already and by the time he's done he'll be in like the 70s i would say so uh, it's going to be very hard for another actor to ever beat Tim's record of most weight loss for a movie uh, once he sets it. Yeah. And yeah, we're talking to Guinness Book of World Records. Um, and I'm, sure, I'm sure they'll publish it. Incredible. And, and not only that, um, you know, a lot of the interferon drugs that for multiple sclerosis do cause weight gain. Um, and so that part of Tim's personal health journey of you know, living with Paulette, 
his mother yes. that has multiple sclerosis and Tim going through his own journey of stress, anxiety, whatever life throws at us, right? Mm-hmm. Puts on the weight. And right now we all gained at least 20 pounds going through COVID, the 20, 20 pounds of stress and anxiety. So he is not only both of you bringing to the theaters and film worldwide the fact of MS and the awareness that it needs, but you're also bringing the life story of losing that much weight and how difficult it is and life in general of what everybody really goes through in life. And that's the truth of the film and unbelievable. I wish I could tell more, but I can't. Sorry, guys. I'm locked into secret zone. (laughs) Triumph over adversary. uh, Over adversity. That's like a, that's, that's the, the moral of it, and that's what it's all about. It's about like um, just that any human being can really overcome like uh, just things that that could otherwise paralyze or, or cripple a human being. Um, we're yeah, we're all warriors. Like uh, whether we are living with MS or we're living with something else, mm-hmm. uh, as long as you have hope and you believe in fitness and and, and, and well being, I think that like uh, we can overcome just about anything. So with you saying that, what has been the hardest thing in your life as, um, you know, a, a director, a filmmaker, a dad, a, a man, a husband, a friend, what has been your biggest challenge in life that you had to push through and become your own warrior and your own CEO of your own body and health? Oh, geez. Uh, I feel like... Uh... I have so many different answers for that question, unfortunately. I think that's what makes um, me an artist is the fact that like, um, I've had so much adversity that I've had to triumph over it. I'm still dealing with stuff. I feel like I'm it never ends. I feel like, uh, I feel like uh, the, 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 your question was what the biggest challenge was. Mm-hmm. I think the biggest challenge is um, now being 38 years old and realizing that there's always going to be a challenge in dealing with the fact that there's always going to be a challenge mm-hmm. and not know what the next challenge is going to be. So I think that that's the biggest challenge of my life is having to live with it for the rest of my life. Yeah, so true, so true. And, yeah. you know, we have to look at every day as in the present. Live in the present moment like it is the greatest gift that you have received because it is like the present of going through life and those challenges that we all face in life are not there to hurt us and it's not an evil thing it actually is what makes us who we are and rising rising to the the top of that mountain how high it may be how level it may be how whatever anyone is going through in life there's always going to be another challenge 100% um, and that's for anyone, I feel like on any level, um, yeah, uh, I've met like a couple of people in life who like genuinely had like, just like perfect lives. Like they raised children and they never had to worry about money and so on and so forth. And like their biggest, like, um, uh, hurdles in life have been having to like, uh, like bury their parents at like a, a normal old age, which is like part of life. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, that is like, you know, I feel like, uh, unrepresented uh, American dream. I I totally believe that. And I kind of want to put a name to that. Keeping up with the Joneses. You know, like, 
Yeah, you know, that it's just like it's keeping up with the uh, the the normalcy, which is a hard thing to define. So hard. hard. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, you mentioned you know trying to have the perfect life, but in reality, you can have everything given to you in life. You can have the 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 boat, the car, the biggest house, the. children that look like they're right out of a magazine and healthy as ever and but that's not reality it's not reality it's not reality and when you finally realize that you realize I am as amazing for me to be me and keep moving forward in the world as me yeah and you don't have to be like everybody else exactly and that's um, what I, that's, is that why you got into filmmaking? Because you could see so many stories in the world that you wanted to capture and create. Yeah, that's part of it. But the, the real reason why I got into filmmaking is because, like, um, I wanted to have a voice. And I feel like the only way for someone to really have a voice is to express themselves in a way that's larger than life. And, like, uh, my grandmother... Uh, Starting at when I was about five years old, used to take me to the movie theater every single like Sunday, and uh, seeing movies on a big screen like uh, it was just a larger than life experience where people are like uh, forced to like look at you like you know and look at mm-hmm. like the the work the story on the screen, and um, that's what became so powerful powerful for me. Um, later on, like around like eleven twelve years old, I, I realized that. Um, People write movies and they can make money from uh, this as like a, as like a career, and um, that's when I really started on um, writing and, and and knowing that I wanted to make movies and be like a some sort of storyteller slash filmmaker. Um, yeah, around 11, 12 years old, uh, just knowing that the guys I wasn't being given a, a voice um, in public school and in private school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a hard platform to make an impression. I like that you just said that because that is true honesty and true life. Um, you wanted to become a filmmaker to have a voice. And you bring so many other voices to the screen that are feeling the same way. And I believe that's where a lot of actors and actresses get their personality and can actually get into another screenplay role because of what they've gone through in life. And yeah. that's why they become actors and actresses. And that's when the power of the film and you directing them literally comes to life when you're like, oh my God, that's just like when you gasp or you cry during a movie or you're, oh, I'm scared to death. And oh my God, what's going to happen? So you being the director and directing them and working with the incredible people you have worked with through your life career at such a young age. I mean, you're still really young, Rob. I mean, you're very young, (laughs) especially next to me. But with that being said, um, yeah, I mean, where do you want to go from here? Uh, Like, I'm thinking Bob Camaretti is going to be, you know, the very first real life. Yeah, exactly. I see it being number two, number three. And keep going. Yeah, um, I definitely want to like you know make a sequel for it. But uh, I think that most people that know me know that I like making two or three films a year. So um, yeah, Bobcat's definitely like a Bobcat. 
number two, the sequel to Bobcat number one, which we're going to finish this summer, is definitely on like the horizon. I know this movie's going to warrant a sequel. Um, it it ends on a cliffhanger. Um, and it ends <laughs> on like a, a notion where you want them to have a sequel, and then yeah. and there's like a the audience will see the storyline for by watching part one. Yes, they'll be able to watch part one and know what part two is going to be, but not how it's going to end. Exactly, and I love that. Love that. Yeah. It's a cliffhanger, you know? It's And people are going to be waiting for the movie and all the credits to go by to see, are they going to give us anything? Is there anything going to be coming up? You know? Like, people used to just leave the movie theater because no one wanted to read all the everything. And then all of a sudden, you know, the Matt, well, who was it? Marvel? Or I don't remember who did it first, but had like a little clip of a movie for the next one coming up. Oh, yeah. Um, it's probably like probably Marvel or like a Hunger Games sort of movie or something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So everybody wants a sequel. Definitely, they're definitely going to want it. And like um, this movie, like I feel like is going to definitely make an impression. Like uh, I'll be I'll be very surprised. I mean, not to have an ego, but like I'll be very surprised if this does not get into like a major film festival, like Sundance, Tribeca, South by Southwest. Toronto, something like that. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I feel so strongly about it. Um, I haven't been able in my career thus far to get into one of those film festivals yet with one of my films, but that's my, my main goal. And I feel like this movie is on a, more than a next level based on the films that I've already made in my career that I feel like I, that I'm still passionate about and I still love. But uh, yeah, my mom, who's not in the business, said it best when I showed her the first half of Bobcat. She's like, this is a movie. Like, uh, um, not to men- not to say that my other films weren't movies. She still respected them, whatever. But she's, but yeah, she just saw this as being something that warrants a lot more attention than the previous films that I've made, and, and I just I feel that in my gut, and like uh, I joke that I wish I can cryogenically freeze myself until this movie's just done, and I can just wake up when it's ready to want to watch it. Because like I feel like I'm just counting the days until that until that day happens, you know? <laughs> it, it's so exciting, and the fact that you um, asked me to be a part of the team is just so thrilling to me, and it's it's basically like the, the last thing I could have done for awareness for multiple sclerosis and everybody in general dealing with everyday stresses of life and um, family and trauma and things like that. And it's just, I feel like my life has come full circle. Yeah. And working side by side with you and the team. And um, we have an amazing team, guys. And all I can say is this movie is going to hit every emotion you have. And you're going to want number two. And um, if we get that, even if we don't get that huge premiere that I'm sure we will at a major film festival, like a... I still think there's a ton of hope that a big mm-hmm. studio will get behind this movie and pick it up. And imagine if, like, we do get a big studio, Paradigm, or sorry, Paramount, Universal, whatever, mm-hmm. behind the movie. Uh, they'll put millions of dollars into advertising it. And yeah, I mean, I think that that'll be the most advertising that MS has received. Absolutely, yeah. because you know there there hasn't been any movies about 
the real life of MS. There's been documentary, but there has not been a movie that really gets no. into deep of what this disease is doing to you. And everybody that does not know me, Domrie Deshaies, and is just joining in here with Rob, um, the director of Bobcat Moretti, and everybody a part of this team, I have multiple sclerosis, and you wouldn't know it, but every day we live in pain and something happens to us and there are days when we cannot leave our home there are days when the disease attacks us and it progresses to the point of losing your life or living forever in a wheelchair and so that's why this movie is so important to be able to get to the giant screens and we want people talking about Bobcat Moretti because this movie shows the true life of everyday struggles on top of the disease of MS and obesity and life in general and yeah we need this we need this for the world and the world needs you directing this movie and the world needs your firsthand man Jessica and Tim Roberto as oh my god his acting is just incredible for this movie yeah incredible I mean like Oscar, Oscar, Oscar winning for sure I mean just unbelievable when I watched it and you asked my first opinion I was I was crying I was just yeah. like oh my god we need it now why isn't it finished now <laughs> and I think that, uh, if Christian Bale watches this movie, I think that he'll have a hard time being like, being like, wow, Tim. He'll definitely think that Tim deserves an Oscar nomination if he watches it. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? We're gonna have yeah. to have a private party and pre preview it. Tim is he's riveting. He's like a. I, I always, I don't joke when I tell him like every single day that he is literally like a. Like the next Marlon Brando, like his his ferociousness, as well as like his heart and sensitivity combined, just makes him uh, one of the true gems. Like a like a yeah. Even if he's cast in something where the script isn't good, he would stand out like a sore thumb for being so good in a subpar project. He's yeah. just like a. He's just like an icon, the guy, yeah. He really is. He's an incredible actor. He's an incredible human being. He's, He's an amazing friend. Yeah, exactly. So how did the two of you meet? Uh, um, this woman, um, Lori Shepard, uh, a, a publicist in New York City, um, introduced us um, like a few years ago. Um, just knowing that, like, um, that, that's when I was first starting my Develop Your Movie um, side business that I do. And um, she knew that I was starting that, and she immediately thought of Tim as like um, this um, young um, actor who wrote this script uh, based on his Broadway play, Yes, um, and he wanted to make it into a movie. Um, and she was like, just, just read it, like, uh, mm -hmm. just read it. So I, I read it, and I was like, I just couldn't stop reading. It's available now on video demand, like everywhere, too. If you and it's called Yes? And the movie's done, yeah, but it's available. Uh, Nolan Gould from Modern Families, the lead opposite Tim, and it's a really interesting movie about, um, I won't give it away, read, read about it. But um, yeah, uh, I read, I couldn't put Yes down when Tim gave me the script, and like I signed up to direct it um, and and work with him on it. And uh, just in working with him, I just realized uh, just not only is he like a, a great actor, uh, he's also a great writer, and he's a great person who uh, does something extremely 
rare in my industry, which is tell the truth. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. He, yeah. he, and I love the way that you met, and I love that you guys are still amazing friends. And he it, lied to me. So, yeah. He's still my friends. He's, he's, he he's is a, a gem. He, yeah. He's a gem, and I'm telling you right now, I'm just going to call it, he's going to win an Oscar for this movie. Oh, my God. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll, we'll both be happy with just the nomination. Me <laughs> <laughs> and Tim. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it. Yeah. That's amazing. So when incredible. When done and the second half turns out as good as the first half, like uh, the campaign that I have right now, I'm not going to take it down. Like, uh, hopefully then when people start seeing the movie, the campaign will still be live if we need to. And all that money will just go into buying like for your consideration ads for him mm -hmm. because he deserves it. And like a, uh, I watch every movie. I, I literally watch every movie. I'm a cinephile since I was five years old. I wow. My whole entire house is covered in posters. I have like maybe like 60 of them across my house. Uh, yeah, I just love movies. Just love it. So it's, it's my life. It's my only passion, my only hobby. My, it's my, it's my <laughs> world outside of my, my two little boys who I, who I raised. Yeah. I love that. And yeah. so do they want to be movie film directors, filmmakers, actors? What do you They're think? In the movie. They're in Bobcat. You know that, right? They're, I didn't. I didn't know how much I. I you said it, so I can't get in trouble for releasing that yeah, information. No. That's not, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's not a, uh, a secret. My kids are in the movie. They're they're supporting actors. They they have a couple of scenes alongside Tim and, and Taryn Men. I mean, many Hollywood actresses would kill for that opportunity. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. yeah, it's incredible. So, uh, and. Some would say, maybe I'm a little biased, but some might say they, they kind of steal their scenes a little bit. Oh, <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So um, as you're growing and your children are growing and this movie comes alive and it go it hits the box office and it's being heard and you start hearing and your kids start saying, everyone at school is saying, Bobcat, Bobcat, Bobcat. I mean, that's just going to be amazing. Absolutely I amazing. Literally can't wait. And I I feel like uh I'll have to wake up and realize this is all a dream <laughs> for that not to happen. Because I feel like the movie's that good and I've worked so hard my entire life at this that I just hope it gets the recognition that it deserves. It will. It will. That's all I could say. I know it in my heart. It will. And, you know, when you guys offered um, me to come in as executive producer, I I knew. I just, I, once I saw the film and talked with all of you, I just knew I had to be a part of this movie. Thank and you. moving forward and bringing as much attention to it as we possibly can. And everybody, yes. please, please, please. Go follow Bobcat Moretti's page. We are showing little clips of behind the scenes and who the actors are and actresses. And we've got an amazing role yes. of actors and actresses. Would you like to mention all of their names? Yeah. Um, well, of course, there's Tim, who's going to be the future superstar Oscar winner uh, of the film. But Vivica Fox is our leading lady. Uh, we got Taryn Manning playing his Tim's sister-in-law. Uh, Matthew Peters from Orange is the New Black as well. Uh, Louis Mastillo from uh, Mike and Molly mm -hmm. is our comic relief, like the, the like the manager of the gym. Uh, Oscar nominee Sally Kirkland. 
uh, plays Tim's mom. Uh, Matt McCoy, who people might know from Hand the Rocks at Cradle and Seinfeld and basically every single TV show out there. Uh, Carl McDowell, now on Ballers. Mindy Sterling, uh, who is like a Frau Fabistina and Austin Powers uh, in a serial comic sort of cameo. Um, Coolio as well. Coolio <laughs> playing, playing himself, uh, famously playing himself. Um, who am I missing? Who am I missing? Um, oh my God. Shreya Irving is like the, the, the a rare, amazing talent in this industry playing like a, like, yeah, like a, like a friend character to, to Bob Catman, mm -hmm. like a mm -hmm. fellow boxer. She's incredible. Uh, I think that's, I think you got them all. Okay, cool. Jess, yeah. if we didn't, can you please text us <laughs> and let us no, know? Um, and uh, there, there's a small scene that I will be there. Small. Yep, Don Marie's going to be in the second half. Yeah, um, I'm going to the director. And, uh, yeah. So, with all of that, oh, Carl McDonald. I said Carl, Carl, yeah, Carl so McDowell, yes. I mean. Yep. Yes. Yep. And it's just an amazing cast. It's just an incredible movie. And who doesn't love a boxing movie? Right. Exactly, yeah. Look, look at how Rocky Balboa did. Nobody ever thought that movie was going to be as big as it was. Yeah. Well, it's so much more than a boxing movie, too. Though it's a, it's a redemption movie, mm -hmm. and it's a, and it's a, it's, it's inspiration piece. You know, inspiration. Like never give up. Keep moving forward. Even when the pieces knock you down and you don't think you can do it anymore, yeah. or take another breath. In terms of like sport films, though, I feel like on um, like the the, the arc in the movie in like the, the end of the second act to me it's sort of like a on like a on like a yeah similar level it's like um like what you felt like in Rudy when like uh he like you know oh when he went on the football team. field yeah. oh like, like, or, or Jerry Maguire too when Cuba Gooding Jr. gets up after that like they knock down and everyone's cheering for him yeah like, have that moment in this movie. That, that is so true. I'm glad you brought those up. That is yeah. so true. It's that kind of movie with a with a big twist ending, like a, an ending that you won't see coming. That's gonna shock people, but that also ties the entire movie together. Exactly. As you know, but that's what we can't talk about. That's what we can't talk about. Lips are yeah. sealed. Zip sealed. I, I feel like, <laughs> Like, you know, like, most, like so many horror movies have, like, or mystery movies have, like, that twist ending or whatever. Mm -hmm. But, like, dramas hardly ever have it. Um, so I just feel like it's, like, it's awesome. It has, like, it has, like, a sixth sense ending for a drama, but it's not supernatural. It's not supernatural, but you're right. Yeah. Actually, you can compare it to the sixth sense because right? I didn't know anything until the ending. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I was just like, what? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where Tim's writing genius comes into play. Mm -hmm. Like that, that's all him. He just thought of that, and when I read it for the first time, I did not see it coming. I didn't know he was going to do that twist. He didn't tell anybody about it, and yeah, I literally like every hair in my body stood up. Wow, wow. Yeah, that's a good one then. Yeah, definitely. Like not showing the second half of the script to too many people because of that. Wow. I don't know another movie like uh, the Crying Game. I'm not sure. It's one of my favorite mm -hmm. movies of all time. Yeah. Um, in 1992, like uh, granted, it's way before the internet and everything else, I have no clue how they kept that secret, like from from the public, you know, or from like how how it didn't get ruined, you know, like spoilers, whatever. Nowadays, it's like spoilers; everyone knows in like two seconds what the twist ending is. But yeah, yeah, no one's gonna know what's coming. No one's gonna know. No yeah, one's gonna, gonna know. Yeah. yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, yeah. and with that being said. 
what are your um so your other two movies i really want to know well one she yeah. wants me it's a comedy you got to yes. get like let tell our viewers what that was like film, like directing that movie as a comedy versus you're directing this one of literally real life it's a screenplay but it's what life deals with you know it, it, yeah um she wants me it's very different it's like a, it's a comedy um it has, it has drama in it but it's a comedy and like i, I wrote it in 2010 for my then girlfriend who became my uh wife and then ex-wife uh and it started off as like a very small budget like one hundred thousand dollar or less less than that like you know movie and um i guess like a we started like you know uh casting it and um the next thing you know like um i thought of like an idea and i thought like you know you know josh gad really fits like a the 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 persona for the lead in the movie Mm -hmm. and i just made him an offer like not he was he was not like as big as he is now. Then um, he just came off of like the rocker and like um, a couple other like movies, but nothing like humongous. And uh, made him the offer, and I knew that he was leaving like a month later to go be in Book of Mormon on Broadway, which would inevitably blow up his entire career. But uh, he had like a two week window to film this before he left for Book of Mormon, and um, that like tripled the the budget basically from like 100 to like $300,000 budget. Whoa. Um, which is fine. Cause like, I made then like a, yeah, it just made it a much bigger budget like a, that I probably at the time was not, um, ready for, you know what I mean? But, uh, but it, it, it was, it was a great experience and like, um, but it was a labor of love for my girlfriend, like fiance at the time, you know? Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's a piece of history. It's a piece of your, it's a piece of history and it is your legacy to tell your children, which is actually pretty incredible. Yeah. I'll probably let them see when they're 11. They're rated R, you know. That's when I started watching rated R movies. But I'm like, I was probably a little younger actually, but yeah. Oh, rated R movies when I was younger. uh, There was a lot of stuff going on in the movies back then. Today, oh God, yeah. you got to have rated R just to have, like, a bad word. So, yeah. yeah. Um, now, what movie have ha, have you seen Tim play that rocked your socks? Because he's won so many awards. Yeah. Um, but what movie has he done in the past that you believe is going to just, he's going to rival this one even higher? Oh, like uh, it's, with, with Bobcat, you mean? Yes. Um, I mean, I mean, one's a female, one's a male, but I think he gives a better performance than Hillary Swank in Million Dollar Baby. I think he's better than Stallone and Rocky. I think he's better than Marlon Brando on the waterfront. I think. Wow. He's I don't think he's better than. Sorry, Tim. I think Daniel Day Lewis beats him, but that's like and, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. One of my favorite actors ever. Those are probably the only actors out there that I think. Uh, I mean, I he's going to rival them. He's he's yeah. he's going to go face to face. Good. Yeah, yeah. He's that good. Yeah. And if people can't see it, like, uh, it's all subjective. I see it though. I see it. Everyone That's that is part of this movie sees it, and. Um, also, just to let our viewers know that um, there are people in the movie and a part of the movie 
that knows somebody or lives with somebody that actually has multiple sclerosis. Oh, so yeah. it, it's touching the world already. Absolutely. I think that everybody knows someone that has it or um, mm -hmm. that lives with it or has um, passed away from it or, or something. You know what I mean? I think everybody knows someone. But what's crazy is that even though everybody knows someone and they, mm -hmm. they've heard of multiple sclerosis and they know what MS stands for, when you talk to adults, they don't actually know what it is. And like, um, to be honest with you, I'm not going to lie, like uh, before this movie, I was one of them. And because I was one of them and I feel like I'm a pretty intelligent guy, I know that most adults who aren't having to be like spoon fed because like they're living with someone with it or something, I feel like most of them are just not really aware of this condition and that's why it hasn't been given the awareness that it deserves, you know? Like um, cerebral palsy, like what Daniel Day-Lewis did for my yeah. left foot, cerebral mm -hmm. palsy. I feel like Tim is gonna do Fine. MS for this movie. Um, Cerebral palsy has gotten so much more wide stream, like a uh, attention mm -hmm. than MS. Though I, I I've realized, and that's I feel like the only I think the main reason for it is because of the media and entertainment and the stories that they tell and portray and put money into. Like um, for example, like um, Breaking Bad. As I'm sure many people have watched that show. Yes. Um, R.J. Mitty's wonderful playing Walter Jr. with cerebral palsy, but um, I mean they essentially could have uh, made the character MS instead, right? Right. But cerebral palsy is more um, known. People in middle America who won't go to their computer to look it up won't have to look it up like they would MS. Exactly. Exactly. That's the problem. That's the problem. That's and, you know, the, to be honest, problem. I didn't know what multiple sclerosis was, and I had been living with it for 20 years before I was diagnosed. I just thought I was completely being literally haunted. I would call it my phantom because I could feel it attacking me. I just could never see it. And I was always told, you look fine, you look great. And that is what happens to most of everybody living with the disease. And it's a very difficult disease to describe to somebody when you try to tell them about it. And then if they take the next step and they go online and they look, they're like, oh my gosh, like this is hell. Like literally on paper and living with it is even deeper hell. But once you really understand the disease and you understand how strong you are and you are aware and you tell everybody about the disease and you make it part of who you are and you're not afraid to say I have MS, then that's when the awareness comes. And that's why we need this movie. Because so many people, 3.1 million people in the world have this disease. 3.1 million people in the world are living with a stage of multiple sclerosis, whether it is relapsing, remitting MS, secondary progressive MS, or the final stage of MS, which I never even like to mention that one. Um, I have lost my dear cousin at 20 years old from multiple sclerosis. I have two cousins on my mom's side of the family that has multiple sclerosis. I have multiple sclerosis. Our oldest son, Robbie, was diagnosed two years ago with multiple sclerosis. Let me ask you a question. Do you think that if like a, enough money was like a raised for multiple sclerosis, like a um for the right doctors, the right scientists, whatever, do you think that there could be like a, a, like a some kind of shot 
or pill that could like stop it. Like, I mean, not that not not that it's like it, but like like the COVID vaccine that just like that's it. I'm not gonna get COVID now because I got this vaccine. It's like yeah, I wish there that could end it. Um, you know, it's it's the brain. So um, how do you stop the brain? How do you, you know, it's, it's, it's not our muscles that are breaking down. It's not our legs that are breaking down. Those are still intact. The muscles are still intact. It is our own white blood cells that is going through what we call the blood brain barrier. And they eat through that wall and they go into the brain and they literally, it's like Pac-Man. It's like all these little white guys in there eating away having a freaking party up there and then they eat so far down into opening up the myelin sheath that protects the brain that it leaves that part of the brain wide open and then that part of the brain and that part of the body no longer works so it's kind of like a gps system where when you finally understand the disease and how to work with it instead of against it whether it's with interferon drugs or not, and doing it the holistic way, or doing it with both in the in the world, we still, that part of the brain will never be repaired. Yeah. It, so we have to retrain ourselves to reconnect those connections to be able to live and keep moving forward. Right. It's just like a brand new baby, learning how to like push up and how to hold a spoon, how to speak, how to learn. So the brain is constantly always developing, but we, you know, most of us don't even use 10% of our brain. So now imagine the person living with the disease has lost half of the brain. My lesions are on right, left, and it's kind of like boom, 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 boom when you look at my brain MRI. They're little, they're big. There's a giant one right in the middle cortex. There's, you know, and but we're all different. And that's why we call it the snowflake because yes. snowflakes are all different coming down. Some are big, some are heavy, some are small. Um, or like a piece of Swiss cheese. I, yeah, <laughs> I have, rec- I have yeah. re- referred to it as Swiss cheese. Yeah. And you just never know. But yeah. once you start to learn to retrain how you live and how you breathe and how you think and how you react to the particular time that you're having an attack, the calmer you are, the better you are. Mm-hmm. But... I hope to God one day they find a cure because we need a cure. We we, we need a cure just like we need a cure for COVID and the next strain that's going to come out. We need a cure for cancer. We need a cure for heart failure, heart disease. Like we have doctors and everything that put us back together and that give us the band-aids we need to continue to live a healthy life, whether it's from food or drug. One way or the other, we need this particular disease itself does not have enough awareness. And the fact that you are bringing it to the screen. Yes, stem cells. There are stem cells have helped. But the problem is, is our our own white blood cells go back in and start to eat when the stem cells start to repair. They go after it and they eat it. So stem cells do not last. They do help, but they do not last. So right now we're living on, you know, a dream and you making this movie is bringing to the world what this has done. And the fact that you have built so much into the movie, uh, 
just not MS. The movie is so much more than MS. But the fact that you're bringing the awareness to the disease is a gift to every single one of us living with this disease. My pleasure. And like, uh, yeah, um, you could think, I mean, yeah, Tim. Tim is the, the, the one that really manifested that, and I'm so glad that he did. Me in too. Honor of his mother. So Paulette is really like the uh, the poster woman of a Bobcat Moretti. It's like a, and she's feisty, and I love her. I love her. I loved it when she said, "I told my neurologist to go f herself." <laughs> that was so that was the funniest thing, and I'm like, you have so much gumption and spunk in you that that disease is not going to take you down. She's a strong woman. Yes, sure. and you She's know, I actually have to give a shout out to all my warriors out there, all of my brothers and sisters living with this disease. We are badass warriors because yeah. this disease is not fun. Yeah, uh, you guys truly are. You guys are. And, and Paulette is a badass woman. Yeah. And just, I wanted to say one thing for the record, and that's like a, I feel like there is definitely a cure for MS out there, as well as a cure for just about any life debilitating disease. Because just look at like a, the COVID vaccine as an example. It's like if enough people are getting affected by it, where like, you know, people have to like quarantine as a result of it, I feel like if if MS was COVID and everyone was like getting MS and it was like contagious like that, you bet your ass they'd have a, a cure for it within a year. Okay, thank you for just saying that right now because this is what we need. Yeah, that's why I'm making this movie. Thank you. This is what we need for the world to understand yeah. how destructive this disease is, but also how strong. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I a mean, person exactly. living with the disease and the people around that person living with the disease has to be yeah. strong and have to unite. I mean, I, I shared with you and I've shared on many podcasts before and live shows and you're reading my book right now. Um, there was many times in my life that I, I just wanted to die because it was so painful that I thought my family deserved better. And yes. I thought Robert deserved a wife that could be strong and get through it. But the thing that I never realized was I was already here. I just had to find myself through the pain and through the disease. And the fact that you're making it visible for anyone to sit and watch and understand and feel those reactions on Tim's acting and everybody else in the movie is literally, you basically took my book and brought it to theater. Mm. And I can't thank you enough. Awesome. I, I, I cannot thank you enough. You and Tim and the, everyone behind making this movie, from the lighting men, from the cleaning crew, from you having to film it during the middle of COVID and wearing masks. Yeah. Uh, I'll, that, do, I'll do it again in a second. Just to be on set and to to do it, yeah, it's one of the best experiences of my life, even with the mask. Even with the mask, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's just uh, un, it's just unbelievable. And I it, every day I'm like, I can't tell you anything about the movie. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, um, it, yeah. I, I just, 
you are going to have the MS community literally sending you thank you letters. I hope so. I mean, I mean, if they don't send me thank you letters as long as they uh, just keep fighting the fight. I mean, just don't give up. I feel like, uh, yeah. We've lost too many lives to this disease. Yeah. And we've lost too many homes, and I mean homes within the family, to this disease because it is so misunderstood and it is so hard for someone to explain. And, you know, Tim and you are going to go down in history. Oh, thank you. I mean, you are making living history. And I said that to you the first time I watched the little clip you sent me. And when I interviewed you for interviewing Tim and Paulette. Thank you. And you're helping us tremendously. And I think you know that. And I just want you to know that we are so grateful for you because Aww. you are bringing us one step closer to be able to make history. Thank you. And I am yes. like, be, I told you, this is like, it, it's not my, it's not my life, but me writing the book and you actually making the f a film and everyone that I know that has lived with the disease and everything that we have all kind of gone through, but not in the same direction or yes. the same impact of what it has done you literally you're, you're you're bringing it to a world that does not understand it and to a world of 3.1 million of us living with it that need people to understand it yeah, yeah and I, and it's I, not just ms it's also people that are fighting diabetes obesity everything everything um everything a couple of years ago, they made a movie, uh, Five Feet Apart, um, about cystic fibrosis. Mm -hmm. that, and, uh, oh, my God. Uh, that movie? Year. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I think everybody in the world saw that movie. Exactly. Before that, do you know how many people did not know about cystic fibrosis that, that do know about it now? Okay. Well, I knew, but I um, did not know about how they had to wear those vests and how to secrete all the stuff out of their lungs and that they couldn't go next to another person with the disease. Yeah. I never knew any of that until the movie. And that's why I'm telling you, and I'm gonna say it again, yeah. this movie is making living history. Tim yes. is already making history with all the weight he's lost and, and the screenplay and bringing you in as the director and you both coming together to make this the most amazing movie ever about a disease, multiple diseases and mm -hmm. just life. It's just, I cannot seriously, I could say thank you beyond if I had a, t a time machine, I could go back when you were a baby to say thank you because I was still, I'm still older than you and say thank you to you when you were born and say thank you to you 10 years from now and 20 years from now thank for you. making this movie. Trust me, I would get into the same time machine and thank you for, for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. You'd have to go to the future. <laughs> like a Bill and Ted's time machine, though, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's so funny. Oh my gosh. So when you get back on the set and we're going to start filming in um, late June, July, yeah. possibly July. August. July, yeah. yeah. July. Um, how's it going to feel to be back on set with everybody? Empowering. It's like, a, like literally, like I've been like, a, the script's already done. Like I've already like, you know, shot listed it out. But 
Like, literally, I can just close my eyes and be like, all right, you should do this, you do this, do this, and the camera's going to do that. It's all in my head right now. I'm just like waiting for the day to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, patience is going to be the hardest thing to overcome, but I've been, been patient my entire life, so that's not going to be that hard. I just can't wait to be back on set. It's going to be uh, glorious. But when I can say that's a wrap on the last day and have it all in the can, and I know now that, like, Tim doesn't, yeah, whatever Tim does, it's like it's it's done. The movie's done. It's like a, yeah, we, we did it. That'll we be did it, yeah. One of the best days of my life, like in mid-July this year when we finish it. And I can't wait. I'm going to be right there. there. We'll be like, there. I'll be right there and just hear it. I, I've never heard the word cut before. So this is going to be my first time even hearing any of that, which is so exciting. I'm going to be able to retrain my brain. And I love that. I love that I'm going to be on set and I'm learning more things to actually help my brain repair from the damage the disease has done. Yeah. So you're giving me another gift along with everybody else. Thank you. Just think about how many gifts you have, you're giving out today with everyone watching this and everyone that's going to continue to watch this and everyone that's going to download this episode on Spotify and Apple under Live with Domery. And it's just, it's going to continue. And we're going to continue to do more lives every Wednesday from my page to your page. And more lives are going to be touched every single day. So what I need to ask all of you, from both Rob, myself, and the entire team of Bobcat Moretti is please go to um, Bobcat Moretti's Instagram. There is a link there to GoFundMe. Be a part of this living history and help us get to the mark that we need to finish the movie in August and not delay this movie any further. So please, whatever you can do, and I always refer it to Starbucks, and I'm sorry, Starbucks, but you can get behind us. So, well, yeah, yeah, give up your Starbucks for a week. Donate. Another thing is, another thing is this. I think it's like twenty five dollars. Um, you'll get a private link to the movie on the day that it's available. So if you plan on watching it, like um, there you go. There's our own private link to own. Like, for, just for just twenty five dollars. For just twenty five dollars, yeah. A private link to the movie. Private link to the movie. We're You'll get it straight to your box. You can watch it on any device you want. Wow. Okay. That's that's, that's a no-brainer, guys. Come on. $50, people can get their name in the credits. And these are the kind of credits that you're going to want to watch and stick around for. The last shot of the movie carries on throughout the entire credits. So your name will be there in the credits. $50. Special thanks. That's wow. That's a great deal, in my opinion. That is a great deal. And then and you. Credit too. Yeah. Especially and then not only that, they are literally a part of the living history. Yeah, literally. Forever. Literally. Their name's on there. Yeah, forever. You know, it'll be cool if, if, if people want it. I should do like a, like a separate little section like for MS Warriors, like special banks, you know? That would be amazing. I kind of like I'm that idea. That. If they're a yes, real warrior, a if you are a real MS warrior, brother and sister, and you donate. The fifty dollars, there'll be like a little section, right? Is that what you're saying at the end of the movie? It'll be like a special things. Um, but before that special things, so I'll do like a, like a MS Warriors like special things or whatever Where their names are. Like yeah. yeah, incredible. You know, that's actually that's that's a real honor and a real tribute to everyone that we have lost to this disease. I just thought of a brilliant idea. I'll discuss it with you afterwards. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> 
So everybody, please go to Bobcat Moretti and GoFundMe campaign. Knock out MS and obesity with Bobcat Moretti. Um, a portion of the proceeds, you know, we are going to be helping nonprofits and profits to help us get to that mark so we can finish the film in August. No, yes, August. And get this to the big screen. So please help us get there. And if you are a warrior and you are donating to the GoFundMe, please put your name in and let us know that you are living with multiple sclerosis or that you are putting it in to a, a name of someone that you have lost living with the disease so we can honor them yes, as well. Yes, drop us a message. Drop us a message, please. Yes. And, you know, thank you for joining us today. And remember, yes, be the champion of your life. You are the best warrior. You are the best champion. You're the best CEO. You're the best filmmaker. You're the best actress. You're the best everything in life because you're you. So get out there and start screaming, Bobcat, Bobcat, Bobcat Moretti, and get in the ring with us every Wednesday and Friday. Friday will be our reviews of what's coming up and what we can share with you. So don't miss a beat. Keep an eye on both pages and keep learning along with us. Anything you else so you much. want to say to the audience? Just thank you so much. And um, yeah, I hope that you guys uh, continue to support us and check out this amazing film. Um, I cannot wait to show it to you. It's going to be amazing. Yeah. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Do me a huge favor right now. When I put this up on my screen at Live with Dawn Marie, I want you to hit that arrow and I want you to share this clip with everybody you know that has MS and doesn't have MS. So they are aware that we are making a movie for the world to understand the disease. Amen. Yep. God bless. Amen. All right, Rob. I will see you on the other side. Yep, on the other side. <laughs> Thank you so much, everybody. Thank okay. you. All right. Yes. Have a great one. Everyone, thank you so much. I really appreciate all that you do for us. I appreciate you constantly loving and supporting my Instagram page. I appreciate you following me on Live with Dawn Marie, available on Apple and Spotify. You can download this episode. You can download any episode. And all of the episodes that are done with Bobcat Moretti start with Bobcat Moretti who I have interviewed and what it is about. So you can go in to follow me on Apple or Spotify. Give us some good ratings and some love. Share the episode that way. People can listen to me in the car while they're going for a walk, driving, whatever you are doing. If you don't want to sit and watch this clip, that I am leaving on my page for everybody to watch again and again and again. And please share. The more that we share and care, the more the world will understand this disease, multiple sclerosis. So give us a hand and give us some love and send as many comments as you like and send me DMs of what you want to know and coming up. So I thank you again. My name is Marie Deshays. I'm the executive producer for Bobcat Moretti, the movie, and it is going to be phenomenal. Also go out and follow the screenplay writer and number one actor in the movie.
Tim Roberto, and he is also tagged and will be tagged here. So show him some love and I will see you guys on Friday. Have a great one.